You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert, Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in each day. Tens of thousands of newly invented chemicals are created and released into our environment each and every year. We're talking about chemical compounds that have never existed before in human history. Tens of thousands of newly invented chemicals are released into our environment each year. A recent study that was published in the journal Frontiers in Ecology and the Environment states that the research community is falling woefully behind in studying the chemicals, pesticides, pharmaceuticals, and other novel concoctions discharging into our air, our oceans, our waterways, our soil, and our food chain. Now to say that these chemicals are pervasive in our environment is an understatement. And today you're going to learn just how much we're being exposed to these newly invented chemicals. And you're going to learn what is the regulation behind all of these chemicals. And I think you're going to be shocked to find out just how little these chemicals are being regulated. As that study was mentioning, the research community has fallen woefully behind in understanding what these chemicals are doing in our reality. And one of the most pervasive are a category of chemicals known as PFAS. Now, PFAS are also known as forever chemicals. Forever. 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 Now that line was from the movie The Sandlot and is depicting a time decades back when life appeared to be much more simple. But this was the on-ramp of this movement to better living through chemistry and seeing the doors just flung open with so many different chemical compounds and countless industries creating new compounds to essentially try to make our lives better. But what are the health outcomes that we're experiencing as a result? And with these PFAS, these forever chemicals, it's become such a big issue now that even major media outlets are doing special reports on these compounds. For example, here's a bit of a segment from CBS and their popular show, CBS Sunday Morning, just a few months ago. It's a silent threat lurking where you'd least expect it, in our drinking water. We assume, of course, it's safe, but scientists are warning about a common and potentially dangerous chemical that can survive in the ground and in our water forever. On a cold winter day on the Stone Ridge Dairy Farm in Arundel, Maine, Fred Stone was more worried about his cows being cold than himself. Fred and his wife, Laura, are only the latest generation to work this dairy. It's been in the family for over a century. But since November of 2016, every drop of milk, that white gold that's been a reliable livelihood for generations, is now being poured right down the drain. That's a hell of a waste. Even I can't drink it. He had no idea the wastewater that the state licensed him to use to fertilize his fields was also swimming with potentially toxic chemicals called PFAS. Now, his land, his cows, and yes, their milk are all contaminated. Had you ever heard of PFAS or any Never. of these chemicals? Never. A lot of people haven't. PFAS is an acronym for a family of man-made compounds 
called per- and polyfluoral alkali substances. The CDC has listed a host of health effects believed to be associated with exposure to those chemicals, including cancer, liver damage, increased cholesterol, and a lot more. The chemicals are so highly mobile, they're not only being found in soil and groundwater, but in the atmosphere, too. In fact, they've even been detected in raindrops falling in some of the most remote areas of the world. This story is about a new plastic material trademark Teflon. PFAS chemicals have been around for decades. Oh, good thing it's Teflon. DuPont was the first to use PFAS in Teflon, giving us those nonstick pots and pans. Half of this piece of carpet has been treated with this new finish. The other half has not. 3M used a different PFAS in its once popular fabric protector, Scotchgard. Today, those chemical cousins can still be found in almost anything designed to fend off oil or water or grease. That includes things like pizza boxes, paper plates, rain jackets, ski wax, even guitar strings. PFAS are basically impossible to escape, and scientists say they are likely here to stay. They are nearly indestructible. You just can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of them. Patrick McRoy, the former deputy director of the advocacy group Defend Our Health in Maine, explains just why that staying power is so very troubling. A lot of chemicals, when they go into your body or when they end up in the environment, they break down, they slowly decompose. PFAS don't do that. Once you put PFAS somewhere, it's going to stay there practically forever. That means the levels of these so-called forever chemicals can build up and linger in our bloodstreams forever. One of the most important things to understand about these, quote, forever chemicals is that this is bypassing how things naturally work in our environment, which is the human body is incredibly resilient at processing toxicity, processing various exposures. We have so many different eliminatory organs and organ systems and detoxification channels, right? Our liver, for example, is one of the major hubs. Live, or listen to the name, liver. It's one of the primary organs helping us to live and is so responsible for metabolizing toxicants. So for example, we know about alcohol poisoning. We know about what the liver is doing right up front to try to protect the rest of the body from alcohol exposure. It's also responsible for drug metabolism. It's also responsible largely for these chemical compounds that we're ingesting, that we're breathing in, that we're drinking, and trying to do the best that it can with processing these things. But this category of forever chemicals aren't going anywhere. So this is why you'll hear today from our special guest that we're seeing in adolescents today, in kids, upwards of 98% of kids tested having these forever chemicals in their bloodstream. So yes, this is concerning, but there can't be a problem without a solution. It's two sides of the same coin. There are things that we can do to help to address this, to stack conditions in the favor of our families and our communities because we're existing here in this glorified snow globe, essentially, if we're talking about living here on planet Earth. So this stuff isn't necessarily going anywhere. So we can dramatically reduce what we're putting out into the environment with more education. So we're talking about more responsibility on the part of industry and government regulation but also what we can do via our exposures and our choices each day to create some distance between 
these chemicals in our bodies and also really helping to up-level the functionality of our body's eliminatory detoxification and assimilation system so that we can be better equipped just as we're walking around here in our lives we're going to be exposed to this stuff so we want to create a system that is very robust and resilient and able to do the very best that it can to keep us safe and strong and resilient now on this episode you're also going to learn some very strange places that these chemical compounds are being utilized in industry and to give you just a little teaser of what's to come in a report published by the Environmental Working Group in January of 2022, so just a short while ago, they shared that new tests are finding toxic forever chemicals in our bedding, in yoga pants, and other textiles. All right, so we're talking about things like carpets. We're talking about our bedding, our sheets, and our blankets that we're sleeping in, that we're tucking our kids in at night with are absolutely littered with these forever chemicals. And again, it can be under the guise of trying to reduce the risk of a fire hazard, for example, utilizing things like flame retardants. But that advent of things like flame retardants in furniture and embedding, this was during a time when people are regularly falling asleep smoking cigarettes, all right? Our kids are not falling asleep smoking a square, all right? A flame retardant, if we're talking about actual fire hazard, that's not something that flame retardants are used for. They're used for accidental exposures through like close proximity fire situations. And now it's just become something that is normalized for the few in our society now that are making that a practice. Now, this does not mean that you shouldn't wear your favorite yoga pants. All right, people like yoga pants out here. They like putting them on. They also like the observant nature of the yoga pants. All right. It's a, it's a win-win in many ways for our society. And we have to pay more attention now to what materials, what chemicals are being utilized in the creation of our clothing, because we don't have informed consent when it comes to this. We don't know. It's so distant from us. And the processing again, every with industry, it's all about more faster, quality control dropping down, integrity dropping down for the means of making a profit. And it is what it is. There's nothing wrong with making a profit. That's not the problem. The problem is the lack of integrity and the cutting of corners that's causing our people to suffer. Now, in particular, because of the sheer amount of time that you spend in your bed, about one third of our lives are spent in our bed, in our bedding, right? The stuff that we're sleeping on, because of the sheer amount of time that we spend in our bedding, I believe that it's one of the primary things that we can up-level, that we can improve the quality of our bedding and avoid more of these forever chemicals and other toxicants that generally are coming along with conventional bedding. And this is one of the reasons that I'm such a big advocate of sleeping on bedding that is free from harmful chemicals, irritants, allergens, bedding that's hypoallergenic, that's gentle on sensitive skin, and the bedding that I'm sleeping on checks all of those boxes and also it's antimicrobial, it's self-deodorizing, it actually inhibits bacterial growth and creates a healthy sleep environment. Plus it's breathable, moisture wicking, supports our body's thermoregulation, which helps to improve our sleep quality. And to top it all off, 
This bedding is made from the finest organic bamboo lyocell. This is a 300 thread count that is as fine as 1,000 count Egyptian cotton. So we're talking about luxury here. And in contrast to that Egyptian cotton, this organic bamboo lyocell only consumes one third of the water and no harmful chemicals are utilized in producing it. Plus a randomized controlled trial found that mental alertness during the day improved by upwards of 25% for test subjects after sleeping on these bamboo lyocell sheets and 94% of people preferred sleeping on these sheets. I'm talking about the sheets from Attitude. Go to attitude.com forward slash model and use the code model15 altogether as one model15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your entire order. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com forward slash model attitude dot com forward slash model plus they want to give you a 30 night sleep trial sleep on them think on them dream on them if you don't love them send them back for a full refund you've got nothing to lose but better sleep to gain and again reducing that exposure to harmful toxicants in one of the places that we spend about a third of our life so i'm such a huge fan go to attitude dot com forward slash model use the code model 15 for 15 percent off your order and now let's get to the apple podcast review of the week another five-star review titled congrats on the evolving success by bms smith 15 since 2017 the model health show has been evolving its content and platform to further evolve their listeners I feel so privileged to have known about this show. Thank you, Sean, and your team for pouring into this show and keeping the momentum and giving us challenging, inspiring, and knowledge-filled episodes. The amount of discipline that's been added to my life is partially due to this show, and I am forever grateful. Please continue this great work for as long as you possibly can, and we will do our part in sharing it all over the world. Awesome. Thank you so much for leaving that review over on Apple Podcasts. That hit my heart. I really do appreciate that. And if you have to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the Model Health Show. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and topic of the day. Our guest today is Darren Olian, and he's a New York Times bestselling author and co-host of the Emmy Award-winning number one Netflix docuseries, Down to Earth with Zac Efron. Darren is also the host of the popular podcast, The Darren Olian Show, and he's the author of the new book, Fatal Conveniences. And on this episode, we're gonna be doing a true deep dive into the research from Fatal Conveniences, talking about the chemical exposure in our environment related to our food, related to our personal care products, and much more. Just again, to have true informed consent and to be empowered in the choices that we're making to stack conditions in our favor for ourselves, our families, and our communities. Let's dive in this conversation with the amazing Darren Olian. <laughs> My guy, Darren, Brother, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you, man. Thank you for coming by. I was happy to have a conversation with you, man. We've been talking about this mm-hmm. offline for quite some time. Yeah. Fatal Conveniences, and you've had a series that you've been sharing, and it is amazing. It's one of my favorite things to come across on social media, and to package this up in a book mm-hmm. for everybody is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I want to talk about first is here in the United States, according to the BMJ, one of our most prestigious medical journals, 
about 60% of the average American's diet is now ultra processed foods, right? So we're taking something that is so seemingly a quote plant-based food, right? Like corn, and then eventually it gets turned into pop cereal, right? Or Lucky Charms, right? Mm -hmm. So processed that you can't even recognize where it comes from. Now, if we have a revelation and we realize that maybe I wanna shift the ratio of processed foods in my diet and eat more whole real foods, because of the nature of how we're doing stuff today, very disconnected for from tradition, we run into some other issues here that I wanna talk about because you highlighted here in the book. And you also, fair warning for everybody, heads up, you, you tell the truth, but you also provide solutions. Let's talk about when we say, you know what, I wanna eat more fruits and vegetables and we just go willy nilly into the market and we're just gobbling up fruits and vegetables. Why might that be a concern? Yeah, so, I mean, the way our, I mean, obviously the string is a big one to pull, but, you know, normal conventional monocropping, obviously using glyphosate is their number one, Um, and astrazine, and the list continues of pesticides, herbicides. So um, that residue is on um, certainly the the dirty dozen the, the think of use your common sense with this to unpack the understanding that you know a banana you can peel so like a pear a nectarine a cherry a apple a, a romaine lettuce all that's open to the to the air to the water and whatnot so um that has another layer of complexity as we will find out that um, if we normally just grew things and then ate them uh, way back then or when, then no problem. But we have introduced this, you know, I, I kind of uh, play with it in the book, this chemical romance that we have yeah. with, with what's going on in the world. And so as these herb, herbicides and pesticides are used, there's residue. And the crazy thing is uh, to help the the processing process, not only to help on the herbicidal side, they blast more herbicides right upon um, harvesting. So conventional fruits and vegetables have residues of pesticides and herbicides and glyphosate. So that's just one one little layer of the chemical side. And, and now we know that they can't, uh, they can't push that down the road anymore. They can't use the tobacco industry's idea of like, yeah, it needs more studies if this is safe. So it's, you know, Monsanto has been playing games and the, the information act has allowed them to, to allowed people to see that there has been some corruption of them knowing and knowingly having, uh, or, or these pesticides are, are carcinogenic and endocrine disrupting just as a couple examples so so that alone um now what can you do like okay so people are like i can't afford organic right okay wash those (laughs) right so wash those dirty dozens so the ones that are exposed the romains and the lettuces and the celeries and those things wash those and you can use things like baking soda uh hydrogen peroxide uh there's cool little bubblers of 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 
uh, O3 that you can put in a water and, and, and you can get rid of some of that stuff. So at least you're taking away some of the potentials of cancer <laughs> because it's, it's, they're showing this more and more, um, as well as the endocrine disruption disruption that's happening we'll we'll talk about edcs more and more and more um but but that's kind of the biggest problem and then um as it as fruits and vegetables come into the market so it's easy to be flippantly and say i wish number one i wish i didn't have to write this book i wish i didn't have to do this um but let's say I can afford organic, but then I go and like, okay, these, these bell peppers are wrapped in plastic saran wrap and you're like, what? Right. And so more and more things are plastic wrapped and any sort of plastic connection, uh, in proximity to food is, is, is mostly a chelation of those food of those chemicals in foods like phthalates and things like that so it's another endocrine disruptor so so now all of a sudden hey i'm just trying to eat whole food but i my food has been blasted full of chemicals it has been wrapped in uh plastics which you know it's petroleum uh it's bpa it's bph now it's bisphenols uh all of these things you're now trying to just eat this whole apple and you've just been hit with hundreds of chemicals at the end of the day because it's interesting that on average a woman uses not to divert too much but just to create a little context maybe a little edc is not so bad but on average a woman uses 12 personal care products uh, and there's one study that shows uh, over 100 chemicals, one, another study showing 120 chemicals that they're being exposed to. On a daily basis. On a daily basis. Largely untested. Largely, un yeah, so, so let's set that context. 60 to 80,000 chemicals are created every year, man-made by us, blasting us in our environment, right? Our homes, our cars, our clothing, our bathroom, our environment, our offices, you name it. So of those, about 1,000 to 1,500 are tested at all. And they're, and they're then trying to figure out what is the safety limits. And that's already precarious because real world is massively different than trying to figure out some safety in these things. So think about that blasting all of these chemicals out they're only testing about 1500 no agency nih cdc uh, fcc epa no agency has ever done any cross reactions of any of those 60 to 80,000 mm. none zero zilch even when they study them, they're studying them in isolation. In not isolation. Combined with the other tens of thousands right. of chemicals. Right. So then on top of it, when you're creating products, there is 
reactions that happen as a result dioxins one one four dioxin like these kind of tri triclosin like these kind of things can happen as a result of chemicals interacting and then it's actually in the product but since they didn't put it there it's not on any label so it's these reactions that's just a tiny example that we are thrust into hey man i just want to eat some whole food so you know you know, Sean, I, I wrote Super Life. I want people to eat whole food. I did all that stuff. But the, the, the elephant in my room was that, well, we have all of this exposure that's undermining some of the greatest engines of our, of our bodies, our hormones, our endocrine system. Um, how, how are we supposed to thrive if we're if we're limited at what it is that we're talking about and not aware that these chemicals um, are blasting us. And then you ask yourself, come on, Darren, how could they possibly put chemicals and products that would cause us harm? Well, that's called plausible deniability, right? You know this very well. So like if, if a company or person running a company, if they don't test it in their product, they don't know that it's dangerous. Right, yeah. And then, but if you look at other research and other studies, you're going, no, it's dangerous, right? Yeah. No, it's absolutely endocrine disrupting. No, it's showing carcinogenic activity. No, it's showing a hijacked if you're endocrine system oh it's showing connections to breast cancer oh it's showing connections to endometriosis oh it's showing connections to asthma and respiratory issues. so so they get this pass i mean this the sum of the whole damn thing dude is like we're gonna put these products out there and when it's overwhelming if it ever comes to that we'll then take we'll we'll then test it we'll then uh, take it out or maybe do something about that and you know one of that so it's this massive experiment and one of the gnarly ones that we we tried to do something uh, for was going back to the pesticides was ddt right so in 1972 they shut down ddt use guess what's in 98.6 percent of all adolescents today DDT in the blood of 98.6% of all adolescents today. So it's a, it's, it's a shining example of a forever chemical, right? So that forever chemical goes into 9,000 different PFAS chemicals and, and PFAS is per flora, floral alkali substances or pro floral alkali substances. And these are cousins of Teflon, which was created by DuPont and Scotchgard and all of this stuff. And so so that that pan that you've been keeping around that doesn't stick, that's the the mother load of, of what Teflon was originally used for. And now those are being phased out, but now it shows up in all of these other areas. So all of this stuff. Yeah, it's just nuts. And 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 you know, you and I before we were you know, came on here, we're ch chatting that, you know, when you do your research and you do it so well and you present it, 
I, I can tell when you're reading it back that you are em you're emotionally what the fuck right and it's all over in my book too and I kind of didn't want to hide that so I'm just going is this a good idea people is it, like and then when I'm recording them I, I I can't help it it comes out of me going so everyone listening it's really hard to understand this level of the matrix that a product most of them that is in your personal care aisles in a cleaning product in your home the clothing that you're putting on the laundry detergent the fragrance in it the lotion all of that stuff and a whole lot more it's hard to wrap your head around that there's harmful knowingly harmful chemicals that are undermining the quality of your life. And are they acute? Are they ionizing DNA damaging acute like an x-ray? No. But the persistence of them and like phthalates, bisphenols, they have half-lives of a couple hours. But the problem is we keep getting exposed to them over and over and over again because they show up parabens another one right we keep reapplying well we started out with lotion in the morning and then we put sunscreen on in the afternoon like paraben 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 ethyl parabens and like all these different stuff so the so our body is getting like like it would be like how would it be if i just slowly just punched you in the nose just not hard but I'm just going to tap you in the nose, but I'm not going to stop for 24 hours. And then the next 24, I'm just going to keep doing it. So these things persist. Yeah. And, uh, and the accumulated body burden that they start using now um, in terms of trying to understand it moves into this this category and i like these terms that are now coming up the allostatic kind of pressure of the body and that is that you the the issue with all of this is and the 25 researchers i had and the thousands what feels like probably pretty close to it thousands of articles and research i had to read to to kind of summarize what i each chapter is going to be the, the 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 astonishing thing is that number one this is allowed at all to happen and i think that matrix moment is where um the data just says it but that we have this overwhelming pressure of this allostatic uh, pressure of all of these things all the time that there's not a place that we can go oh it's that oh it's hey Darren what you know it's just you know I'm just wearing these nice little you know lycra underwear how is that gonna kill me it's not it's not but that lycra that plastic plasticizer elastane petroleum endocrine disrupting coupled with the lotion that you just put on coupled with the cologne that you just put on coupled with the shampoo and the conditioner and the 
and the fire retardant you just laid down on on your on your sofa all of those have endocrine disrupting compounds in them so all of them are adding up to going stop punching me in the nose man right because if i kept popping you in the nose your nose is going to be sore after 24 hours you know what i mean after months and years (laughs) yeah i'm looking like a bulldog out here (laughs) so it's like (laughs) so that's the, the so that's this kind of amorphous invisible elephant in the room of our modern society that undercut my father in the 90s when he came to me going you know trying to tell us i i'm I'm getting fogged out i can't think i can't we were like what are you talking about I can't be around the deodorants and shampoos and conditioners. And here's a high-functioning, double-mastered, tenure professor that can't think. And so he's trying to educate everybody, and I dedicate this book to my dad. Um, he's trying to educate everyone in his, in his micro-environments, in his, in his space, and at his college, and things like that. And handing out VHS tapes in the in the 90s and he his body burden was higher and it come to find out yeah he was compromised by his thyroid being annihilated from years of playing around with atomic bombs in the navy not so good right where did that come from yeah you see like that is an unexpected statement but yeah. this is something that has occurred for many, many people as well, you know, just being in that vicinity with nuclear weapons, you know, there are people who are, you know, it's, it's a job that carries even a level of prestige, you know, and we think again, that we know what we're doing and handling these things. And so knowing that you share this in the book, knowing that his thyroid would be compromised, they knew that then they're just like, here, take these pills. We're just going to go ahead and destroy your thyroid and you're good. Right. right. But yeah. and then seeing these things manifest where you, you shared in the book and I don't want to give this away, actually, the story of what unfolded with your dad. Mm. And again, um, a big catalyst, I'm sure, for you being in this field at the level that you're at. Mm. Um, but, you know, I wanted to start this off by talking about this there, percept perceptively for many of us. There's nothing more wholesome than a nice, fresh piece of fruit. Right. Yeah. We're trying to do the right thing, but we're looking at this culture that has, you know, the big mantra for a time was better living through chemistry. And it being tied into this premise, the name of the book is Fatal Conveniences, where the mission, it's under the guise of trying to feed more people, right? right? So let's monocrop and let's use these chemicals, no big deal, right? When the truth is there are many more intelligent and healthful regenerative ways of going about this stuff. But over time, even with a decent idea for feeding people, it gets compromised where people, companies and the bottom line, especially again, if it's driven by, you know, if you've got shareholders and they're the number one thing, if it's a publicly traded company is increasing that that value for the shareholders. And so you start cutting corners and more corners and more corners. And you mentioned that term plausible deniability, right? It's just like, well, we didn't know. And you're sharing again and again that we do know, and in fact, I wanna share this because you, you brought this up when you were uh, talking about even the plastic container containers for our, our Whole Foods. You shared some research indicating that 
the average person is consuming about 200,000 tiny bits of microplastics every year. And research is now indicating that these microplastics are partly responsible for our frightening plunge in global sperm counts. Again, endocrine disrupting chemicals and we're just plasticizing ourselves. Is it not an accident that we live in a society that seems to be really fake right now? You know what I mean? It's just like we are what we eat, like for real. For real, man. Yeah, and that's, you know, you're literally ingesting particles of plastic, right? Which are, which are petroleum-based and chemicalized in order just to be created. So you're you're ingesting that, and and you know throughout the book, almost every direction, the the biggest fundamental thing is if we were ri- really trying to undermine our entire human existence, then we are doing a really great job at it. Because the the sperm counts are plummeting. It's fun. It's fun. I don't know if you've seen this, but you know they they normalize the low, and then they just keep moving the targets of like, well, that's normal. That's fine, right? right? So men's testosterone are down, and the thing that also shows up more and more is the the infertility shows up in a, in a lot of different ways, right? So the overestrogenized chemicals that bind to these receptors are sprinting women towards all kinds of from uh, ovulation problems, infertility of having children, uh, endometriosis, uh, painful cysts, breast cancer, all that. And then for men, dude, motility, the ability for sperm to do their job, the amount of sperm, like the essence of all of our human life if you look at one thing alone, one marker, looking at the infertility, if you just looked at that, does that indicate to you that that makes no freaking sense whatsoever? Because we are literally creating these things and undermining our entire existence in that way. Not to mention how powerful these hormones are for our optimized life right testosterone is incredibly important for women and men right strength of course bone density immune system you know all of these things and then and then that's going away and then the estrogenizing of society right uh is is throwing off this chemical system to such a degree that even in as I reference in here, not that we're going to get into that right now, but the, the, the EMFs very clearly also showing motility and, and problems infertility wise. And so you're like, wow. So now it's not even a chemical. It's a damn frequency that we're running around with in our phones. We're blasting. Where's the Wi-Fi? What's the Wi-Fi password? Da, 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 da. Like we're not even thinking about this. Right? The history, dude, the history of electricity, which I dove into and I actually had to pull myself out because it was so fascinating. But just to give a little snippet on that, they knew when they put up the first telegraph that the frequency and the magnetic field that would come off of those wires and in proximity of mammals and birds and migratory patterns they knew then 
shit was going sideways, right? Now just, and we'll put a we'll put a button in that now. But so think that was a telegraph. What's happened since then? From from blasting every direction on the planet these these wires. Okay, of course. I'm not saying let's go back and rub sticks together and and not have power. But we have to understand what we're dealing with, right? AC current is gnarly, right? It just is. It creates a huge amount of magnetic dirty electricity comes up in so many studies with child leukemia. There was a bunch of schools that in the United States that were found not even grounded properly and kids and and um, uh, teachers, tenured teachers, all of them had a form of cancer. So playing with electricity, so, so anyway, we'll, we'll get to it later, but then the, just, just contemplate then jumping into 5G. I want a cell phone too. Like I'm not gonna say that, right? But we gotta just pump the brakes, man. Get more studies, use this stuff wisely, and please, please, please let us have a choice before you continue, because it's happening right now, put up forty to fifty thousand satellites in our ionosphere and blast us with radiation without us having a choice. Yeah. This is this is speaking to informed consent. Yes. You know, with so much of this, it's just like you don't have a say in it. This is just what we're gonna do. This is just what we're gonna do. And, and then it's a, and it's under the guise of being for us, but it's not including us. <laughs> as far as education and also our ability to choose yeah. other than, yeah. right? So again, but this also, an, another thing that I love, and I shared this with you before we got started, in every section you, you share basically, it's just like, okay, so now what do I do? And you give mm -hmm. some action steps because yeah. we are here living in this world. And I, one of my favorite parts of the book, you mentioned, you know, just our use of pl plastic bottles, for example, you know, if you got the bisphenol A, for example, we know there's study after study after study with it, in particular causing issues with fertility. Yeah. But you say, when you were done, and I'm gonna read a direct quote from the book. When you were done with that bottle, you threw it away and it was gone for good. But in fact, there's no such thing as throwing anything away. There's no such thing as away. <laughs> All our trash, especially the non-biodegradable junk, all our exhaust and effluents, all our residues and runoffs, maybe we can no longer see them, but they're there. They're here. Yeah. We are here on this planet. When we throw something, quote, away, it might be away from us yeah. spatially, but it's still here and something has to be done with it. And that's the thing that we're so short-sighted we don't think about. Yeah. Like eventually, what are we gonna do? We're gonna blast trash out to, you know, into the into outer space they probably want to and, yeah you know what i'm saying it's just like it's so crazy the things that we're doing we don't think about when there are if it was culturally programmed just like it's culturally programmed for us to eat ultra processed foods if we had a cultural programming to where we were growing food with intelligence and efficacy mm -hmm. and then using the byproducts of our food waste for fuel for example yes. which you were talking about this this is one of the most close proximity, intelligent forms of fuel, we can extract ethanol yes. from food waste, yes. right? And we have these battles again, 
hundreds of billions of dollars, at least, probably we're looking at trillions, have been made through, yeah, absolutely it's trillions, <laughs> the gasoline industry, yeah. right? And the wars that have been caused by that, you know, this seemingly priceless resource. And in reality, there's so many other ways yeah. to go about fueling our modern innovations, yeah. also in ways that are cleaner, that don't advocate war and this destruction of communities and, 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 and these policies that lift certain individuals up to these places of prominence, again, where they can start to decide what you're going to be exposed to, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, what frequencies, you know, if we're talking about this EMF situation, you're gonna be exposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's putting people in positions of power that oftentimes don't have our best interests at heart. Totally. Yeah. Now this leads me back to our original conversation about wholesome fruits and vegetables. Now you shared a strategy, especially if we are, and this is according to the Environmental Working Group, they've got the dirty dozen, right? So these are known to have the biggest pesticide load to, to wash these. There's veggie washes, there's baking soda options, there's vinegar options. Yes, I'm gonna say something here and I'm just, I've gotta keep it 100. When these things, just like us, when they're grown in the environment of toxicity, it's integrated into the tissue matrix of that thing, right? So the same thing with us, you know, even though we see ourselves as human beings to be so evolved and kind of separate from nature in many ways, all of nature has this governing intelligence. That, that blueberry, that strawberry has genes as well. And it also has a drive towards growth and development and carrying on its species, mm -hmm. right? And to, to find the right conditions to be able to, you know, to, to grow and, and evolve. And so what's happening, what are the epigenetic influences happening when we're utilizing these fertilizers? One of them you actually talk about as well, pesticides have been used for a long time. And you mentioned how it's kind of, it's essentially been banned as of 2022, chlorpyrifos, mm -hmm. but it's still kind of caught up in red tape. And as we know, there's a phasing out process that yeah. companies can really take their sweet time. But you shared how chlorpyrifos, widely used pesticide, was notably causing, and you shared multiple studies, essentially birth defects yeah. and lowering the IQ of children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, that's one of those, how is this possible? And I, I think it's it's important to understand because this is a little bit of maybe this is the right term for this greenwashing too that that phase out period if you go back oftentimes they may press release this stuff and they don't actually do it right and so you know digging deep on on the PFAS stuff because that stuff is forever chemicaled and it's everywhere I saw I saw this too and I'm like I'm going to watch these freaking guys right so like the the uh big boys like Wendy's, McDonald's, uh Chipotle which maybe they will do it or something but they yeah we're phasing PFOS out on the wrapping so everyone listening let's watch let's watch and if they can prove it in the years that they just said so that's the that's the thing like and even that and you, you mentioned there's there's all these subtleties let's go back to the ddt thing we phase that out 
still here. Yep. So that pesticide, all those pesticides, those forever chemicals, man, you're way late, man. You're so late. What are you doing? Because you exposed, and you made a good point. Because, you know, we have to give these solutions and not hang people too much. But, but yeah, if we're going to be 100% real, Darren and Sean probably ain't washing that conventionally grown anything because we're not buying it, right? So there is some, there's a doctor, a doctor, uh, Shana Sharma, uh, and she started to get into the uh, EDCs and how this is not just you. This is starting to knock on that epidemiological door, right? These things, these persistent chemicals, DDT, it's persistent. It's in your body. It's like I said, over 98% of the blood of our precious children of something we were doing in 72 is affecting your kids and affecting in vivo, in the utero, like it's on us. And then that EWG did that study where there's over 200 chemicals in the umbilical cord of children being born. So I don't, again, I wish I didn't have to write this book, but I had to write this book. Mm. My dad from the other side is going, Darren, you're going to write this book. But it's for us to look at this stuff honestly. Because you can come up with any denial in your head. You can listen to me right now. Oh, that's bullshit. That's not real. They couldn't possibly put harmful chemicals. Good luck. Okay. Go find some of these studies that are in the book and read all you want. But it's here. It's happening. So if we don't look at this stuff, we can't change anything. You, you're a prime example of that. Looking, digging out studies and going, we need to know what's happening because trying to live optimally and just trying to live a life, our, our meat suits, our biology and our chemistry is here. You can come up with any idea you want, but that EDC and that PFAS and that carcinogenic material, the 200,000 microplastics of, of, of plastic that, that you're consuming every year, you're consuming it. And it is affecting you to varying degrees. And like I said, the accumulative body burden is different for everybody. But this is where my optimism lies in... We have 8 billion of us. We have 8 billion people. We always have and always will have the numbers. So if you and I keep having these conversations and letting other people learn and expand and grow and become aware, then they're going to tell their family, they're going to tell and alter their buying patterns. They're going to tell, oh my God, I didn't hear, I didn't know about this EDC and this product. I didn't know about the EMF and this thing. Just keep that away from your head. Still use your phone. You know, it, this conversation of awareness, 
needs to happen. Just like living honestly in relationships. You know, like share what's going on for closeness to happen. Underneath all of it, that's what I want. I want people to have a level of freedom from this thing that we didn't have a choice in. Kids are being born with chemicals that the mom has already been exposed to. You and I were born into a chemicalized version of the world. I love the modern world just like everyone else, but I take levels of awareness and precaution to minimize knowing absolutely that this is stressing my body out. These are stressing my cells out. These are altering chemistry in my body. So if I can continuously minimize this stuff, then that's the goal because we don't know. How do you know that your migraine isn't from the laundry detergent that you did? Because I watched my dad. I watched him having reactions to this. But then we go to the doctor and I get this migraine and they, they don't do anything about your environment. The home is also your second skin. You're laying on these mattresses. You're cuddling up to these the beddings. You're, you're cleaning your house with good intention. You, you, you know, whatever chemicalized soup that is. You know, you, you, your, your formaldehyde is off-gassing from your couch. All of this stuff, the, the, from the glues and your floor to the paints... If we become aware of this stuff, we start to have the agency of pulling back our power, gaining that power, gaining that strength, relieving our chemistry, our biology, our cells from this burden that is just why it's here. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, if that was a question, I, I very clearly just you said it. Shareholders require a certain level of fiduciary duties, right? And so that modern day world has moved the God, a false God of profit and power over the agency of health, sovereignty, strength, beauty, expression, and an infinite list of living a life full of joy and happiness and love. It's, it's un, you're being hijacked slowly and surely by your, your, your glands, your master glands of your body with exposures that are in our world. I don't know why. I don't know how the hell. I always love, you know... PFOS is getting a hell of a rap right now. Thank God. Like, like, uh, simply orange, like, you know, as you can probably, as you write many of these, your great books, you're, you're doing all this research and you're trying to stay up on it and it's a moving target because there's more research that comes out all the time. It's something you gotta go like, okay, I gotta turn this in. And like, as I already turned it in, then all this info came out. There was uh, simply orange, which is a, product of the coca-cola company it had the good folks at coca-cola good folks at coca-cola um 200 
reported PFAS chemicals showed up in that product. 200. In a wholesome glass of orange in juice. In a wholesome, beautiful glass of orange And only upon another agency testing it, flagged it, and then, you know, the good side of social media, it blasted it out there and that put pressure on them to, to make a change. This is playing out in front of us, right? And the, and, you know, the Toxic Safety um, Act that was initiated from PFAS. Um, <laughs> you find this funny. PFAS is beginning a bad rap. It should be. Uh, because it shows up in lipstick, mascara, uh, other beauty products. Uh, it shows up in... in uh, uh, clothing uh a shirt that doesn't want to wrinkle pfos uh, uh stain repellent in your carpet pfos showing up in every everything right and it's also in our blood high stats statistics of over 90 percent showing up in in pfos in our in our blood and it's playing out in front of us so these organizations pop up and they say oh now the government's going to step in, give this agency the authority to regulate it. You're like going, what? What about the FDA? What about the USDA? What about the National Institute of Health? Like, that was their job. So now there's pressure. Now you're popping up another satellite organization to do the job that was supposed to be done? What? Like, it's the most bizarre twilight zone I ever see. And as I look, each one of these, man, from a simple one to a dental floss that has PFOS and you're putting it in your mouth and it was directly connected to, to kidney cancer, like, just so it slips easily between your teeth. And they don't have to tell you that this shit's linked to cancer bizarro yeah right yeah so you know dude like and at the same time on the drop no shit, on the drive over here i get a call from a buddy and they're going through some massive changes so i'm not going to call them out this is not in a negative way this is actually very positive he owns a very large company that is a material science company that uses a lot of alternatives to plastic. One of the biggest in the world. Creating alternatives and working with all the big boys. McDonald's, Walmart, Pepsi, right? Tide's changing. Company's doing great. And I tell him, this, this uh, plant-based company reached out and they wanted me to, like, all these... Um, Meals wanted me to look at them, and I looked at them. And I'm like, um, what's the container made out of? And it's plastic. I'm like, guaranteed you have phthalates in your food. Can't support it. So I called my buddy. Hey, man, there's this company. He goes, yeah, PFAS is easy to change because he's a material science guy. It's just lazy. Mm. Right? He goes, oh, now we're playing with all kinds of different resins and algaes and stuff. It's just... PFAS is really good at its job. It makes things slippery. It makes it oil resistant. 
so it doesn't leach into the packaging and all that stuff and and it's heat resistant so it doesn't break down it just you know absorbs into your food but it <laughs> the package is good right so largely i look at this too from my brain is systems and these legacy systems that want the profit that have always done this we put you know liquids in in uh, plastic like just pause for a second let's just think about drinking water out of plastic i guarantee you if i interviewed anybody i said if i gave you a choice to drink water out of this plastic water bottle or a glass bottle what do you think the common sense choice would be obviously glass obviously glass there is a there is a burden on people because there's not another choice there was actually study done on this right that people feel stressed when you actually ask them they don't have a choice they go to the airport I want water. I don't want to. I think you had a story about that where yeah. you <laughs> you go, I'm not drinking on that. So you actually dehydrated yourself and made it actually made yourself a little worse. Yep. Right. Which I applaud, <laughs> the, the, you know, because yeah. that's, some, that's something I would do. Um, funny that I remember that. But um, that it becomes the system of laziness that we are the effect of. Right. So that's. You know, as I'm driving and I get to talk to people every week, literally every week, in big, you know, I talk to head of sustainability at Visa. This guy, their their clientele is 2.8 billion users, right? So I'm like going, you're excited about this space? Let's talk, right? And I talked to my buddy on the way over, in material science, doing good things for the world that big scale and the rumblings that's happening. I'm not talking like greenwashing ESG stuff because there's a lot of greenwashing, uh, you know, the, the, the environmental governance stuff of, of big companies trying to do things. There are some real things going on. But there's also a lot of greenwashing. Greenwashing is a whole nother thing. Misleading labels, misleading brands, giving you a beautiful picture of, of an evergreen forest while you just took down evergreens to make the napkins that you're buying and then blasted them with chlorine in the process uh, to make them beautifully white. Uh, and it's just this insanity. So I'm optimistic that we can wake up people one thing at a time and that big industry the more awake we are the more there is a market right yeah and so i've vetted the last third of this whole damn book is vetted companies i tried to do my best to hopefully things didn't slip through but i tried to do my best in giving people healthy choices from all of these th different things i talked about in the book it's very hard to do. Yeah. It took a huge amount of time, a whole other group of people to help me get through all that stuff. So it's not to say don't live your life. Live your life. And I want you to live it more powerfully 
and kind of detox yourself from the delusion, number one, mm. of these systems. These systems are, are failing us, um, but that we have numbers on our side. Uh, yeah. And we can make a hell of a change. Wow. Detox yourself from the delusion. That's, that's powerful. That's the most important detox. Yeah. Got a quick break coming up. We'll be right back. When people see you, the first thing that they see is your skin. We truly do wear so much of what's happening internally on the surface of our skin. And it just makes sense because our skin is a protection around what's happening internally, but also our skin is a huge component of our nervous system. When we are fertilized at the very beginning of our lives, the egg meets the sperm, one of the first things that develops is our nervous system and the outermost expression, the seeds of our skin being developed. And again, that makes sense because our skin helps us to sense and to modulate what's happening in the world around us, right? We don't all have to have spidey senses to understand that our skin is picking up information from our environment and distributing that information to our brain and nervous system. But what's happening with our brain and nervous system moves outward to our skin as well. It's a deeply intimate connection. And this speaks to how stress can impact our skin health, but also how we're building our skin from the inside out. Now, if we want healthier skin, our obsession as a society has been about topical treatments, trying to move things from the outside in, but the reality is to really make big changes with our skin health, we need to work from the inside out. And this starts with things that are nutritive and nourishing to our skin, but also nourishing to our nervous system. A randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial published in the journal Complementary Therapies and Medicine utilized green tea extracts for four weeks. And at the conclusion of the study, participants showed a significant reduction in acne precursors and skin irritation versus the placebo group. Again, this is a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial demonstrating something remarkable about green tea. Another study, and this was a meta-analysis of 20 studies demonstrating that compounds in green tea have been shown to be effective in treating and reducing acne, dermatitis, keloids, and rosacea, among other skin issues. There's something really interesting about green tea. Part of it is the phytonutrient concentration found in green tea, and another part of it is the impact that it has on calming and supporting our nervous system. Green tea is incredibly rich in L-theanine, and research published in the journal Brain Topography found that L-theanine intake increases the frequency of our alpha brain waves, indicating reduced stress, enhanced focus, and even increased creativity. Now, the very best form of green tea that is most concentrated in L-theanine is Sun Goddess Matcha Green Tea from Peak Teas. It's shaded 35% longer for extra L-theanine and is crafted by a Japanese tea master. And there are less than 15 in the entire world. It is the first quadruple toxin screened matcha for ensuring its purity and efficacy. There's nothing added, no preservatives, sugar, artificial sweeteners, and any of that other nonsense. And you combine that with the BT fountain formula from Peak that contains proven ceramides and hyaluronic acid that reduces fine lines and wrinkles that boost skin elasticity, provides deep hydration. You can see visible results within two weeks. Go to peaklife.com forward slash model. That's P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E.com forward slash model you're going to get 15% off plus free shipping for life with one of their new exclusive subscriptions. Plus, 
some of their packages actually come with a frother and a beaker so you can actually make your tea with ease. I love my hand frother. I use it every single day to make my drinks for myself and my family. Highly encourage you to check this out for better skin health, better health overall. Go to peaklife.com forward slash model. Now back to the show. You know, um, just to to circle back one more time to the food piece, you know, that's one of the things that we definitely connect on. You know, our love for food, great food, and getting great food into people's hands. Yeah. And, you know, just with everything in life, there can't be a problem without a solution. It's really two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes a problem presents itself and we are forced to innovate, to think differently, to yes. be more creative. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're seeing right now. And even platforms like this existing as a sort of counterbalance to the conventional narrative that has so many of us sick. The thing is, we don't need a study to see how unwell we are as a species. Like, just look around, we're not doing okay. And then if you look at the data, you know, something that was rare just a few decades ago, if we're just talking about the advent of obesity being normalized, we have over 70% of our citizens are now overweight or obese. And this being an underlying risk factor for all manner of our leading cause of death in this country, you know, this kind of pro-inflamed state. Mm. And then we're introduced to, for example, an issue with an inflammatory condition like heart disease or a viral infection. Like we're pre-inflamed as a species, right? And so here's the thing. When you mentioned, and I wanna circle back to a couple of things, but number one, in talking about food, one of the things that we can do, yes, Dirty Dozen, wash your stuff. Also, invest in better stuff. Yeah. Invest in the organic when you can. Yeah. Also, there are little pivots you can make even buying some stuff frozen that might be more cost effective, right? right. That's organic. Yeah. Going to farmer's markets. Totally. I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, you know, And moving here to LA, you'd think again, just in the busyness of the city, like, there are farmer's markets all over the, there's one on a mall parking lot on Tuesdays, like right, it's right off, literally right off the highway. And it's just like, damn, but it's right there. You know what I mean? And so that, that part, and even dare I say, having the audacity to maybe grow something yourself, you know what I mean? Like you shared in the book, Mm. this transition, this fatal convenience to like giving, give me the food, no work involved with me. Where such a, such a large percentage of Americans were, farming of some sort, not just Americans, but just period worldwide. Yeah. And now it's dwindled down to a fraction 2%. of our population who are involved in the production of food, yeah. right? And so maybe this is a return to that. And because it's such an important part of our life to have a little bit closer proximity to where our food is coming from. Maybe that's the ultimate thing it's calling for. It's the ultimate. Like that, how much does that give you then? It wipes, starts wiping away obesity, heart disease, cancer, inflammation, like you said, it wipes it away, right? You take your plot and you can grow a lot and not a lot of land, right? You can, even if you want to play with it and start talking to some plants, put it on a windowsill if you don't have a, a, a lawn. But, you know, that, that piece is so important because just the, the, the custis, custody of of shipping things around you're you're so you're increasing 
nutrient density by a, a f- you know you could look at at least by 40%, right? At least by 40%. Nutrient density. So instead of getting your 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 kale, your spinach, uh, your, you know, uh, pomegranate, maybe you want to throw a pomegranate tree in the backyard, uh, you're eliminating the exposure of chemicals, but you're increasing nutrient density. So as we know, food's available, but the nutrients aren't, right? So we're f- overfed and starving nutrient-wise. Um, and, you know, food sovereignty, man, if, if we just went back to, I mean, think about this. There's 47 million acres of lawn. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of lawn. And what are they doing? They got their freaking sprinklers on it. I'm not saying get rid of all of your lawn, but imagine if we... If we got, if we converted half of it and you know, you grow a tomato, you got too many, you can't eat it. You got to start giving them away. That's the abundance of life and of nature. You put one pomegranate seed in the ground, you get 70 pomegranates and then you crack open one, you got 700 seeds. Talk about compounding interest, right? Right, wow. Right? Stacked, so, stacked in our favor. It's stacked. If we divorce her nature, then you're just, you're adding to the side effect of your life again, right? There's so no prenup. No, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, if you have any plot of land, good for your kids. And also, schools, playgrounds, Plant some food. Kids will learn some of the most practical stuff ever, and they will thrive. Every kid loves getting dirty and learning how to grow food. So we could, with that 47,000 acres, or 47 million acres of lawn, keep your, keep your uh, watering system, just plant food. We could eliminate food for sure food insecurity right and and be sovereign here in the united states again right as an example or anywhere so yeah your expression of finding the farm know your farmer pay your farmer because you know it's like a credit card you're in a delusion of like you're buying something you got to pay for it and so if you, you buy cheap the 60% of the ultra processed crap food that most or most of our, isn't it 60% most of our calories now are yeah. from for the average adult for, for children is <laughs> right? 67%. God. So imagine that if you're investing into healthy food, your credit card bill of those diseases hmm. that will happen. You have to pay the debt. So as a parent, right? It's like, don't use as I don't know about you, but I've heard people say, well, they're kids. Just feed them this and that and throw the tater tots in the oven. And, you know, it's like, yeah, they have more resiliency on one hand. Doesn't mean to feed them poorly, right? It's it's the cultural phenomenon. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the culture because again, there's a space to understand, like you got a lot on your plate and you just want to get the kids fed, totally. that whole thing. 
But what if we had a culture where that wasn't normalized, where you don't have so much stress and so much time away from them and from food? And like you just said about the lawn phenomenon, it, that's like a, that is a really remarkable sleight of hand. You know, like get your white picket fence, totally. a nicely manicured lawn, f growing food, right? Yeah. We want we want this appearance of prestige, totally. right? Without the inability to feed yourself. And so what a what an incredible gift to give children, a skill to give them, give them the skill of being able to feed themselves over, I would argue, learning their multiplication table. You know, except totally. if the multiplication table came to multiplying food. Yes. Right? When you started to share the numbers yeah. within the pomegranate seeds, right? It's just like that's where this can be applied. Yes. But most importantly, learning how to feed oneself, I would think that's a pretty high rung of priorities. But in our culture, again, we're going into the, the things that are very, you know, superficial yeah. versus real education about how do I take care of myself, my body, yeah. my mind, yeah. how to relate to other people mm -hmm. in a in a healthy fashion. We were talking about this again before the show about ROR, return on relationship, being yeah. the most important totally. thing, especially today where AI, mm. I'm not talking about Allen Iverson, I'm talking about <laughs> Artificial intelligence is not even knocking on the door. Artificial intelligence is in your house. Yeah. And yeah. right now it's yeah. more important than ever to double down on relationship, community with real people because wow, it's 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 getting a little bit sketchy. And so I want to ask you about this. You devoted a section of the book to personal care products and mm -hmm. as soon as you said it because you mentioned like this for me is one of the most Remarkable because the name, again, it seems so wholesome, right? Personal care, personal care. And when you mention floss, right? This is something, again, we wanna make sure that we don't have stank breath. We wanna make sure that, you know, we're taking care of our teeth. That's the thing that's conditioned into our culture. Right. And at the same time, what are we using? And so with that floss, you mentioned the potential of having these forever chemicals yeah. going in between your teeth and your gums are incredibly a, their ability to absorb things is remarkable. Like, mm. and so that part, but also you mentioned, you're not gonna find out what the coating is on your floss. They don't have to tell you because okay. it's considered a medical device. Yeah. Using these fucking loopholes yeah. to manipulate and to essentially poison people and not give informed consent about what they're consuming, what they're totally. putting in their bodies. Again, this is not to say don't take care of your teeth. We're just talking about being more aware of what we're actually using. Yeah, these things are littered with these kind of loopholes that don't allow. It's not on the back. You can't see it. Like if, if a mom, all the mama bears out there, right, who would do anything to protect their children. Uh, if, if you looked in their dental floss and saw, saw PFOS and then a little asterisk by known to cause cancer, would you give that to your kid? Probably not. You want that kid to floss once, twice a day with that carcinogenic string? Should be just string. You know what I did? I just obviously got rid of that. And I use a, a clean um, organic cotton that has uh, a charcoal in it. It's a great antibacterial. Uh, and I just wet it before I put it in my mouth and it slips fine. You know, it's just things like that. But the, 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 the loopholes show up in so many different ways, which is, which is 
crazy. Like, okay, it's a medical device. So some lobbyist convinced DuPont can just let anything happen with what's going in your mouth? How the hell is that possible? Well, it's possible. It's there, right? And then you have things like continuing on that on that slant you have trade secrets and this goes into the fragrances and all of that stuff as soon as you say it's a trade secret there could be hundreds of edcs and carcinogens even within that so there's all these loopholes that show up that and and i i dedicated a whole part of my book on fragrances because it's like it shows up everywhere in the personal care not so caring right so you know it's it's these fragrances are littered with this stuff and you have no idea fragrance that's all you see parfum it's all you see but then you have no informed consent zero because someone who made the choice for you said it's a trade secret we need to protect their secrets we need to protect you know someone worked really hard to come up with that formula and then that formula is an ip for the company so we have to have it as a trade secret we can't pop i understand that i i formulated some 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 products you don't want to let out all your secrets but those secrets got to be safe and clean if you know <laughs> they can't have these known issues in them so yeah personal care is a persistent one because you know you know on average 12 products and of those uh, of a woman using 12 products every day and of that we're we're talking 100 to 126 chemicals that you're exposed to every day that's just personal care right the layers of this stuff when then you lay down at night, what's that ma mattress made out of? You, what, what are the, oh, those stain-resistant sheets you got? Damn it to have PFAS and plastics in it now. Get rid of those things. And, you know, clothing as a side and material, second largest polluter on the planet. Yeah, and you cover all of this in the book eloquently yeah. and studies to affirm everything. There's so much research that went into this and you know, it's really important to provide people with empowerment, you know, yeah. so that we, again, you're providing that informed consent that you would think that these alphabet agencies yeah. would be doing for us, but the reality is they're not. And it is what it is. Yeah. So we've got to double down on our education. So I encourage everybody to pick up a copy ASAP of Fatal Conveniences and get yourself educated and also getting educated on higher quality choices. Yeah. You know, because another one of the things you talk about is toothpaste, just staying in that same vein of personal care. Yeah. And it's literally, on, there is these warnings on the on the box or on the tube mm -hmm. saying contact poison control if consumed, right? It's like telling you it's poison, yeah. right? And also they say use a pea size amount, but then on the commercial they're putting like, <laughs> it looks like a fucking sundae, yeah. like making the ice cream sundae on the thing. And so that's what I did, always ice cream sundae. Whoosh, whoosh, yeah. on the on and the you're toothbrush. swallowing every kid even us. You, you can't not you do we not just talk about how absorbable yeah. especially through your the tissues inside of your mouth there are sublingual you know drugs and all these things 
your mouth is absorbing it, yeah. period. Just because you don't swallow, you're absorbing it, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And you're inherently going to swallow some as well because you gotta swallow. Right. Or you, you know what I mean? So it's just, oh. it's it's so silly. It's just the little loopholes to be loopholes. able to. And that, yeah. you know, and then that, that open, up, open up that tube of fluorine, right? And fluoride and like that whole scam-a-lama ding-dong, right? It's like, <laughs> like, you know, how is it that they convinced, you know, it's a very, I didn't even get into this, but I've read so much that now I have these little Pico stories in my head about all of the research and um, just a little backstory. There was a, a community here in the States, it was in the Dust Bowl, and they this area just accumulated most of the topsoil. And it had, it, it turned into a very uh, mineral rich area. And everybody had amazing teeth. That was the genesis of it. And somehow they, nailed it thinking that it was the fluoride and they convinced this whole us it's even in our water it's, it's a proven neurotoxin right i have studies in there showing the iq points of children going down that's just iq people these have pleomorphic effects keep in mind we are also limited in our vocabulary of how detrimental every one of these chemicals are of the thousands and thousands and then they said, well, you know, you know, from, from a byproduct of the aluminum industry, the byproduct of the pesticide, they have fluoride. And they use fluorine gas, by the way, to create PFAS. And they've convinced us to put this shit in our mouth and drink it. What the hell is going on? So that's what, you know, even me saying it, my energy comes up around it because it's like, it's insane. But there are some really easy solutions. Don't buy that stuff, right? Buy something that's clean. They got some great products in there. Easy to switch over, filter your water. You know, for, for people that may get overwhelmed, some of the kind of the way I think about it is start from within and go outwards to make some changes so like as you're opening your mouth like you just said you absorb so much and then you swallow it and then absorbs more so water clean your water turns out that pfos is delivering water is delivering most of the pfos to people right so clean your water it's the universal solvent <laughs> yeah exactly it's like makes it slippery inside your body and helps you to create cancer um so ro system reverse osmosis your water everyone always asks just add some uh, unrefined salt of a over a good vetted clean electrolyte um and then you've eliminated that problem right and then we talked a lot about food today so look at your food don't you know heavy metals and pfos and chemicals are showing up in all this ultra processed foods to so start to eliminate the ultra processed food get the whole food that's not wrapped in plastic try to you know grow some of your own get to farmers market so so as you're opening your mouth start there as a fatal convenience and then as you're slathering things on your skin then start to change those things and wiping deodorants with the ammonia salts that are linked to breast cancer like just start you know don't get overwhelmed 
I'm overwhelmed that our society has allowed this to happen. But like you, you're a pragmatic person like me. Let's face it so that we can change it. Boom, boom. My God, can you let everybody know where they can find a copy of Fatal Conveniences? Yeah, so everywhere you can buy books, uh, darrenoline.com, and you can have links to Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you name it. Uh, and uh, yeah. There where can go. people follow you as well and just kind of stay up to date? Yeah, so darrenoline.com and then darrenoline on all of the all of the social you know yeah like i said i love your fatal conveniences series you talk about you know you put a lot into into the book obviously but there's so much more there's like you just said there's these stories that, that couldn't fit into the book and so you share a lot of those things and you know it's so fascinating to see and you know eye-opening and i'm just grateful that this education is getting to people yeah, you know so you're a superhero in this field man i appreciate you so much appreciate you man love you bro Thank love you. you too let's go darren olean everybody What's said is that you don't know what you don't know. And many of us are literally born into these conditions where we're inundated with things that are slowly degrading our health and we simply don't realize it. But here's the rub. Once we become aware, now the choice is up to us whether or not we're going to continue that exposure. Now, today's episode, I wanna reiterate this point. This is not about being neurotic. We're going to be exposed to things that have factors that are detrimental, but we just wanna do the best that we can, stack conditions in our favor, lower our toxicity load, right? So if there is a favorite product, if there's a certain cologne or perfume that you like, and that's just like, you just, you love it. But now you've switched over from using the Johnson & Johnson's baby lotion and you're using organic coconut oil, right? You've lowered that toxicity load and all of those chemical compounds, again, many of these endocrine disrupting chemicals are found in conventional lotions, including Johnson & Johnson's baby lotion, right? It's supposed to be for babies, but we wanna smell good out here. We wanna smell like a baby, right? And not realizing, again, we are just rubbing these toxicants, these endocrine disrupting chemicals into our skin and our skin eats. Our skin is absorbing this stuff. And so we switched over, we've done that. We switched over and eliminated toothpaste that have fluoride and or other toxicants. And we've got a high quality toothpaste. Maybe it's not perfect, but again, we're lowering, lowering that toxic load. And so if you want to have a deodorant that is more robust, right? A more conventional deodorant, but you're doing all these other things. It's not about doing everything perfect. It's about making choices that move us forward, right? That make us feel good that stack conditions in our favor. And also there's a degree of choice here that's always evident. We don't want this information to cripple us because many of us go through this phase. We find out about all this stuff and it's just like, it's debilitating. Like we go through a phase of disbelief. We go through a phase of anger. We go through a phase of revolting, right? We might swing to the other pendulum. You're not doing nothing for your body. Like fuck a shower, right? I'm not, I'm not putting soap on my body. I'm not doing anything for these pits. I'm natural, I'm just like my ancestors. Well, when people came across an opportunity to wash their ass, historically they, they washed their ass, all right? It's not foreign that our ancestors were doing this practice. But today we've swung so far to this sanitized life, this ideal of cleanliness that we've become disordered in our thinking and we've destroyed our microbiome in many ways, from the microbiome of our skin 
to the microbiome within our bodies. And really so many different areas of our, we largely talk about the microbiome of the gut, but there's a skin microbiome. There's a microbiome of your mouth. What are we doing to ourselves when we're swigging around Listerine? Like that shit hurts. I remember using Listerine as a kid. The first, the, you know, the, the, the cool mint came out, right? And that's, that was, that was a legit like, wow. Cause it's so like, you know, hit you with that refreshing coolness. But prior to that, they just had the brown Listerine, right? And that brown Listerine, just as soon as you start swigging it around, you felt like you were being mummified. You felt like you were going backwards in time to a time when, you know, the pharaohs were, 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 were dominating things and you're stepping up, knocking on the door of a pyramid, right? You just felt like instantly ancient. Now, do we want that experience under the guise of improving our health? Is that necessary to punish ourselves with nasty brown Listerine? Or is our body trying to tell us something like, hey, this is not actually good for you. This alcohol is destroying the microbiome of your mouth, the delicate microbiome that is needed for you to really sense your environment, to sense the quality of your food. Or does it not matter anymore because the quality of our food has been compromised so much as well? So these are all things to consider. This does not mean that we can't use an upgraded form of a mouthwash, you know, but it's being more intelligent in our choices because they exist and that's the good news. The good news is that there are individuals that are listening to information like this, that are learning information like this, and they're creating solutions. They are a fan of mouthwashes and they find out just how damaging these old school mouthwashes are with the belief that this is gonna improve our dental health. And they're like, you know what? I'm gonna create a new company and I'm gonna create a beneficial mouthwash that supports a healthy microbiome, but also helps to clean the environment, maybe reduce the presence of pathogenic bacteria, right? So people are springing into action to create companies and to provide better choices. Now, are we going to dial in that perfect thing? Probably not, but this is not about being perfect. It's about progress. All right. So I hope that this episode helped you to progress in your education and your thinking. Please share this out with your friends and family. You can share this directly from the podcast app that you are listening on. Sharing is caring. And of course, you could take a screenshot of this episode. This is what I love. Take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram. Tag me. I'm at Sean Model and tag Darren as well. It's spelled D-A-R-I-N. Little it's got a little pizzazz on the spelling of Darren. Tag him as well. Let him know what you thought about this episode. And I appreciate that so much. We've got some epic master classes and world-class guests coming for you very, very soon. So make sure to stay tuned. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.